Amen. How people were here last Wednesday night? If you last, if you, I'm encourage you to go online and listen uh, to that. But I started something, and I'm going to pick up on it, and, but deal with a different aspect. Last week I talked about speaking faith-filled words, and tonight I want to talk about another aspect of faith, and um, and it's faith sees, faith sees. You know, we are heritage of faith. Faith is it's impossible to please God without faith, right? Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's rewarded of those that diligently seek him. We know, uh, you know, Romans 117, the just shall live by faith. You know, Galatians 311, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 1038, the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by his faith, Right. So we know that this is how we live. This is not a message. It's not a movement. It's not a fad. It's not, it's not, a, it's not just a message that's taught, but it's how we live as believers. And according to 1 John, it is our method. It is our avenue in which causes us to overcome in this world, right? Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Right And whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith causes us to, to operate in confidence in this world. Faith is what gives us the ability to stand in the midst of adversity. Faith. Jesus lived by faith. God created everything that we see by faith. He's a faith God. Jesus was a faith Jesus and he's still using his faith today at the right hand of the father interceding for you and for me. Amen. You know, you know, every time that you, you come to church and you lift your hands and, and, and worship God, that is your faith being released. You know, praise and worship is one of the highest forms of faith. Why? Because you're choosing to give something to, you're, you're choosing to worship and give adoration and love to someone you can't see, someone you can't touch, someone you can't handle. So faith is, 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 is how we live our lives as believers. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of faith chapter. Thank you, Father. I do know where Hebrews 11 is. That's, Hallelujah. So I'm pulling the word tonight. Amen. Pulling the teacher. The, and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for every gift and grace tonight to... Deliver this word exactly the way we need to receive it and take us to another level. So verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. Faith is, there's, faith has substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now, uh, how many people have a vehicle? But you know what? I can't see that vehicle right now. You know, there, there's a vehicle that, that, um, that, that I have uh, access to. 
And I can tell you that I have that, that, that vehicle. And you could, you could say, okay, but let me see it. Well, what, what is faith like? Faith is like the title to that vehicle. Now, you may not see the vehicle. But this, this lets me know that this ve- that vehicle is mine. Now, you may not see the vehicle, but I've got title deed to the vehicle. I, I have ownership of that vehicle. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, so faith is the... Faith is... <laughs> faith is the substance of things... Hope for the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the evidence. It's the evidence. So here I have evidence that I have ownership of something that you can't see. It's not here. You can't, you can't see it. And this particular vehicle isn't even on the property. So you can, well, I can go outside. No, you can't. But, but yet I can tell you that I've got evidence of it. I've got evidence that, that I have ownership of something. And that's what, that's what, that's why the word of God is so important because the word of God is my title deed to what I have access to. The word of God. You you say, well, 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 I'm standing in faith. Well, let me see it. Well, well, what are you standing on? What, where's the word, word, what, what word are you standing on? Because if you're in faith for something, there has to be a there has to be a word for it. You have to have a promise to hold on to. You have to you have to sh- I have to show I have to re- show myself what does God say I have a right to, and that's what I build my faith upon. I build my faith upon the word of God. Amen. So faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen, meaning faith is like this. When I can't see something, I can still see something. When I can't see something, I can still see something. You know what? How many people here are born again? You can't see it, but you see it. Let's go to Corinthians, First Corinthians, or I'm sorry, Second Corinthians. Faith. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter four. Verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Now here, here we see again. There's, here it tells me not to. It's not based on what I see with these natural eyes. But what can I see with the eye of faith. It's not based on, on what I see in the natural because the natural things are temporary. They're subject to change. That's how Dr. Savell defines that scripture. You know, temporary. They're subject to change. Meaning, meaning I may see this the way it is right now, but, but because I can see it, that is subject to change. So I don't look at the things that are, that are temporary, but I look at the things that are eternal. So there's something that I can see beyond what I see. 
Now let's go to uh, go one more chapter to Second Corinthians chapter five. Could stay on these a little longer, but I, I, I just want to keep going forward here, teaching tonight. Verse seven: For we walk by faith and not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning, how you and I live our lives are not based on natural things that we see, but we do it by faith. By faith. We will be limited in our life if we strictly go by what we see in the natural. Now let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. It's not be kind of like Bible school. I'm just going to... Proverbs chapter 3. This might be one of those nights where you say, another scripture? Never get tired of hearing the word. Hallelujah. Now this is a familiar scripture and that's I'm going to break it down just for a moment. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust. You could say have confidence in the Lord with all thy heart. Have faith in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. The word heart here means mind, it means soulish faculties, emotions, or feelings. Now, Romans 10.10 says that with the heart man believes unto righteousness. So, the mind is where we process images, it's where we make decisions. Now, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, all your faculties, your emotions, your feelings, with all your mind. Trust in the Lord. And don't lean on your own understanding. In order for you to trust in the Lord with all your heart, it's going to take filling your heart. You will either do one or the other. You will either trust in the Lord with all your heart or you'll lean on your own understanding. See, our own understanding is what we can see in the natural. Our own understanding comes down to what our senses, our five physical senses are telling us. But according to this scripture, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, everything you have. And don't lean on what your five physical senses are telling you. Because your five physical senses are telling you or giving you understanding. Like, like you walk into a, uh, you, you know, you walk into the movie theater. No one has to tell you that, that there's popcorn in the house. Why? Because you can smell it. And because your senses are telling you, wow, that smells like popcorn. You didn't have to see the popcorn. You, you could smell it. So, so you had understanding. Oh, yeah, there's popcorn here. Or someone making, you know, you know cookies. You know, you, you smell that. Or, or someone, you, you hear a loud sound. Or those things are giving you understanding. So you see something. You see a report. You see a doctor's report. You see your checkbook or whatever it is. Your, your, your eyes are telling you or bringing understanding to you. But according to this, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Meaning, I'm not to place all the weight. I'm not supposed to lean. Lean, lean, means, to, to, lean means to put all your weight on something to support its strength, to, to support your strength. 
lean. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't, meaning don't put, uh, how to, I'm trying to think, Lord. Don't stand on something that's temporary. So that, that's really a say, but it's telling us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your faculties and don't lean on your own understanding. Do, do you see that? Because I know a lot of times when we read the scripture, we, we, we do trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, and, and yeah, we, we know that, but not truly understand what does it mean and lean not on our own understanding. We have a society today that is all about leaning on their own understanding. Our world is trying to, to try to bring understanding or trying to establish understanding when, when it's just kind of grasping at straws. So as the church, as believers, we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Meaning, I need to put all my chips. I need to be all in over here. And not lean on my own understanding. You must come to the place where the image of what God has promised is greater than the image of what you see in the natural. We must come to the place where the image of what God has promised is greater than the image of what we see in the natural. So fulfillment of Proverbs 3, 5 will be based on what images you have on the inside. Some of these I'm not going to turn to. I'll just, I'll just kind of say. Hebrews 11.3 said the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the image you have on the inside is determined by what deposits you make. So if I'm only making deposits based on my five physical senses and I'm leaning on that then I'm going to live, live on a shaky foundation. But if I'm making deposits of trusting in the Lord with all my heart, that's what I'm needing to establish a life of faith on. Do you see that? John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So what did God have to begin with? He had to begin with the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. And then it said, and, what, and then the word became flesh. So God had to see something and he had to speak something and then the word became flesh. So God had to conceive something on the inside of him. He had to see something first before the word became flesh. Now, that's, that's like he saw it spiritually and then he saw it naturally. But it had to begin with the word. So, trusting in the Lord with all your heart. I could say it this way. Trusting in the word with all of your heart. Your faith will only work according to the image that's within you. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. Faith comes, faith comes. So, so how am I going to get to a place where I trust in the Lord with all my heart? It's going to come from the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Either faith is going to come by hearing by the word of God or 
Fear is going to come by me leaning totally just on my own understanding. I'm not sure if I'm communicating what, what I sense in my heart. So. so faith comes by hearing the word of God. So the word of God is what gives us the image on the inside of us. In order for us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Psalms 119 verse 130 says the entrance of the word gives light. It illuminates something. So when I receive the word of God, it's going to illuminate something in my heart. It's going to paint an image on my heart. And, and we talked about some of that, I, I believe, last week about our canvas as a heart. Our heart is a canvas and God takes the word of God and paints a picture on our heart. Now, let's go to Joshua chapter 1. I know I'm kind of going quick. just want to establish this introduction. Joshua 1, it's a familiar verse. Verse 8. It says, this book of the law... Shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. So the book of the law. So for the sake of what I'm dealing with tonight, let's talk about the word. The word shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate the word day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. So the word I'm meditating in is going to cause me to do something. Observe to do according to all that's written in the word. For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Now I wrote it down this way. When I meditate the word day and night, you will see a prosperous way. It's a different way of looking at it. If I meditate the word day and night, it will make my way prosperous. So as I meditate, see, I can, I can, and I can, I can use this in my own life that as I got into this word, it now revealed to me prosperous ways. So, because the word will paint an image on my heart and it will reveal to me prosperous ways that will give me good success. But it comes from the word, trusting in the word with all my heart, trusting in the Lord with all my heart and not leaning on my own understanding. But as I meditate the word day and night, it will make my way prosperous and cause me to have good success. So this word will open my eyes to the things that will cause me to be prosperous. All right, now let's go to Isaiah 42. So faith sees, but in order faith to see, we have to have the word of God in our hearts. That, that's, that's really what the first part is kind of what I'm, I knew I kind of made it went about it in a different way. But what I wanted to establish is in order for us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding, we have to have the word of God as a foundation. If not, we will always lean on our own understanding. 
Because what the word of God is God's understanding. And I, I want to lean on his understanding. Okay? And now I'm going to connect this to faith sees here. But I want to establish this one other thing with the word. Isaiah 42. Thank you, Father. Isaiah 42, verse 18. I'll read this in the King James. Hear ye deaf, and look ye blind, that you may see. What? (laughs) Hear ye deaf, and look ye blind, that you may see. Meaning, if they're blind, then why are you asking them to see? But he tells them, hear. Hear. Because hearing is going to produce the seeing. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the hearing is going to produce the seeing. So he tells people that are deaf and tells people to blind, one, for them to hear. (laughs) And then tells them the blind to see. But all he wants to see is what what you hear are going to cause you to see something. That, that spiritually you may be blind and spiritually you may be deaf, but what you hear is going to cause you to see something. Amen. Verse 19, who is blind but my servant or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? Seeing many things, but thou observe not. Opening the ears, but you hear not. Meaning you're seeing God do things, but you're not paying attention to it. You're, 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 you've heard things, but you're really not hearing things. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake, and he will magnify the law and make it honorable. We could read it this way. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake, and he will magnify the word and make it honorable. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They're all of them snared in holes in their hidden prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivereth for a spoil and none says restore. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago on a Sunday at the 11 o'clock service. But what I want you to see here is it was he is wanting them to hear a word. Because the word would now cause faith to come. And the word was restore. So I really want you to see that it's the word, it's the word that Isaiah was going to speak that was going to cause them to be able to see something. And I really want this established in your heart and why it's so important to be in the word every day. Why it's so important to read scriptures is not to do your religious duty, but it's, it's for, it's for faith to be deposited in your heart. It's for the will of God to be deposited in your heart. Because if you don't have the word, then you'll be deaf or you'll be blind. And, and, and the only way to go is to lean on your own understanding. Because there was no one saying restore, the only thing they could do was lean on their own understanding. But you and I, we have the word of God. And because we have the word of God, we're not to lean on our own understanding, but we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And the only way we can trust in the Lord with all our heart is when we allow his word to be painted on our hearts. Because faith is in our heart and in our mouth. 
So faith sees the unseen. Now, all right, I laid the foundation, so let's go to Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, verse 1. I read this in the Amplified. It says, Hearken to me, you who follow after rightness and justice, and you who seek and inquire of and require the Lord, claiming him by necessity and by right. Look to the rock, look to the rock from which you were hewn, into the hole in the quarry from which you were dug. I want you to see something. Look, look to the rock. Then verse 2 says, Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him when he was but one, and I blessed him, and I made him many. I called him when he was but one, and I blessed him, And made him many. So here the writer of Isaiah wants us to look to Abraham. We know him as what? The father of the faith. Right? That's what we're talking about, faith. He called Abraham when he was all by himself. Just one. But he said, I made him many. I made him many. Now Abraham wasn't always Abraham. He was Abram. And while he was Abram, he tried to bring about the promises of God in his own ability. And therefore we have Hagar and we have Ishmael. I mean, so much so that he, he, he had this promise of God and he's trying to figure, he's trying to lean on his own understanding and he's saying, well, really the only one that's, you know, has a right to anything is Eliezer of Damascus and he's my servant and, and, you know, but he's not, and, but God said, no, there's one that's going to come from you. Wait a minute, but, but I'm old and Sarah, she old (laughs) and I'm old, but she must've been a good looking girl though. I mean... She must have been a good-looking lady because, I mean, the kings were wanting her. I mean, he, he, had, so much, he had a lie that, oh, she's my sister. So there was a lot of times that Abram was like, he's constantly leaning on his own understanding. He's constantly living. And, you, and the promises of God will never be fulfilled in your life if you try to figure it out in your own understanding. How God's going to do it. Which way it's going to happen. Or how God's going to restore my life. Or how am I going to fulfill my destiny. How, is, how do the things that I see in here are going to manifest out there. It's not going to happen by you trying to figure it out. You can't figure out your healing. You can't figure out prosperity. You can't figure out promotion. You can't figure out the next steps. I've tried. And... And I've had Ishmael's <laughs> because I leaned on my own understanding. But here he tells us in here to look to Abraham, look to him, look to him and look to Sarah who bore you for I called him when he was but one and I blessed him and I made him many. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15. Say faith sees. Let's look at verse 1. 
It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision. You know, it, it came, unto, came to Abram in a vision, not Abraham. He wasn't Abraham yet. Saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. See, faith is always going to come from a word from God. If you're in fear, you need a word from God. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I'm childless and the steward of my house, this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, the one born in my house is my, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Verse 5, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now towards heaven and tell the stars. Look now towards heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said to them, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of the earth of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit? And he said it, and he talks about bringing a sacrifice. But what I want you to see is, what did God do? God, one, he gave him a word. What did he do? He told him, go outside. And I want you to look towards the heavens and tell the stars. Ask the stars. <laughs> Speak to the stars and see if you're able to number them. And he said, so shall your seed be. There's another time without going there. He, he takes Abraham and he says, he takes him to, to the seashore and he says, and says, look at the sand on the seashore. If you can number them, so shall your seed be. What was God trying to, to establish? Here, Abraham's trying to figure out in his own understanding, but God is wanting to give Abram a vision. He's wanting him to see something. Look, can you count all the stars? Uh, that's what your seed's going to be like. Can you count the sand in the sea? That's what your seed's going to be like. Even after this, this vision, even after getting a hold of this, they, you know, in chapter 16, then we have, we have Hagar and we have Ishmael. And we're not until we get to Genesis chapter 17 where God says to Abram, walk before me and be thou perfect. And he says, I no longer call you Abram, but I call you Abraham, father of many nations. So every time God called Abraham, he's, he's wanting Abraham to get a vision, father of many nations, Father of many nations, Father of many nations, Father of many nations. See, that what Isaiah said, what looked to Abraham. Because I called him when he was but one, and yet I made him many. So how did Abraham walk in the fulfillment of the promise when he got an image on the inside of him that he was the father of many nations? He had to see it in here before he could see it out here. Now let's go to Romans chapter 4, where it talks about this story. Romans chapter 4. Say faith sees. Romans chapter 4. Let's look at verse 17. 
As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. Against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Against hope believed in hope. Meaning, see, hope is a, is, is a picture. It's a blueprint of something. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the picture. It's the image. It's, it's, it's what I see on the inside of me. And he said, against hope, he believed in hope. Meaning, against his understanding, against the way things looked in the natural, he still believed in hope. Meaning, he had a greater image to look at. Against the natural image, he had a different image. Against hope, what? He believed in hope. Against his understanding, he still had hope. Against his natural hope, he still had hope. What? He had an inner image on the inside of him that he was going to be the father of many nations. Who against hope believed in hope that he might begin be, become the father of many nations. Remember, God called him when he was but one, but made him many. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. What was spoken? Can you number the stars? So shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Meaning he didn't lean on his own understanding. His own understanding was he was old. He couldn't have children. That was his own understanding. And being not weak in faith. You could really say this. He trusted in the Lord with all his heart. And he considered not his own body. He wasn't leaning on his own understanding. When he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. That was, that, that was his own understanding. Said he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had been promised. He was able also to perform. He was fully persuaded. Why was he fully persuaded? Because he was trusting in the Lord with all his heart. Trusting in the Lord. With all your heart and being fully persuaded are the same thing. Fully persuaded and trusting in the Lord with all. When you're fully persuaded, meaning meaning you're fully persuaded. I mean, there's nothing or no one that can talk you out of it. You're fully persuaded. And that's trusting in the Lord with all your heart. So we're seeing, we're seeing Abraham walk in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trusting in the Lord with all his heart and not leaning on his own understanding. He didn't stagger at the promises of God. Meaning he didn't second guess the promise of God. Your own understanding will cause you to second guess the promise. Your own understanding will cause you to reason away the promises of God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded. Wow. What he had promised. He had promised. What God had promised. He God was able also to perform. Hallelujah. Thank you father. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone. 
that it was imputed to him, but for us also. I mean, this isn't just, this isn't about how just Abraham lives his life, but it's how we live our lives. I mean, I don't live my life in my own understanding, but I live being fully persuaded that what God promised, he's also able, able to perform. Look to Abraham. Look to Abraham. God called him was it as one, but yet made him many. But he could have never been many if he leaned on his own understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You got time for a couple more verses? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I wrote a couple of these other statements down. The word that produced the image on the inside of Abraham caused him to be fully persuaded. God wants us to see greater things. The word produces vision. And vision will cause you to be fully persuaded. So Hebrews chapter 11. Still looking at Abraham. How how does faith operate? Like last week we talked about faith speaks. Tonight we're talking about faith sees. I could go through a number of things throughout Hebrews 11, but I want to pull out a couple things here. Look at verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having, having seen them afar off. Having seen them afar off. Meaning, they didn't see something, but they saw something. And they were persuaded. They saw something afar off, and because they saw something afar off, they were persuaded. See, vision produces being fully persuaded. The Word of God gives the vision. And the vision will cause you to be fully persuaded. So they didn't see, they didn't see them. They saw them afar off and they were persuaded of them and they embraced them and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I, I love this because, because even though they, they were looking, because if you look at the next verse, it says, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And surely if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. So, so here, what happened, they had this, this, this pursuit after God, this pursuit after a heavenly father, and they had this image on the inside of there's got to be something more than earth. There's got to be something more than, than, than tending to sheep. There's got to be something more than, than everything we see around them. And what happened? They, they were fully persuaded because they saw God. They, they saw that God had a better home, that God had a better country, that God had a better plan. And they were pursuing this. And they didn't see it in the natural because it wasn't for them to see in the natural. It was for them to see in the heavenlies. They were pursuing something and they, they couldn't totally understand it. They couldn't totally grasp it. And they were searching for a city whose foundations and builder and maker was God's. 
They were pursuing something beyond this world, something far greater. And you and I, too often, we, we, we are so worried about living for the, the moment, living for the society, living for the pleasures of the world. And here, they, they saw something. Hey, there's something more than just life. There's something more than, than what everyone else is doing and everyone else is going. They saw something. And it said they were, and they were persuaded by it and they embraced it and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims. Meaning there's got to be something more. You know what? I'm just here for a short time. I'm just here for a short time. But it had to, it had, there had to be a vision placed down on the inside of them that there's something more. There's something more. I, I, I want to ask, do you have a vision of something more on the inside of your heart? Amen. I'm so grateful that there's something so much more than what we see day in and day out in our world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith sees. They, they saw something. Hallelujah. Now let's look at verse 17. That was kind of a side note, but verse 17, dealing with Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Wow. Verse 18, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. Let's look at the Amplified. It says, for he reasoned that God was able to raise him up even from among the dead. Indeed, in a sense that Isaac was a figuratively dead, potentially sacrificed, he did actually receive him back from the dead. He received him in an image. Meaning, meaning, you know, that the story in Genesis 22 where, where you know, he's, Abraham's with his servants and, and they get to the mountain where God tells them to take it. And they said, they said you know, me and the lad are going to go worship. And, and, and Isaac's like, I see the wood. Where's the sacrifice? It's a good question. How could, how could Abraham... Here, God called him to be the father of many nations. And how can the father be many nations if he kills his first seed? You can't be the father of many nations if you kill the seed. But yet Abraham took him up. Why could Abraham boldly tie him to, to, the, to the altar? And take a knife and raise it in the air to put through his son's chest. And then to set him on fire. Why? He, faith sees. He's like, even if God has to raise him up in a figure, even if God has to raise him up out of the ashes, Abraham already saw Isaac raised in an image. He already had an image of Isaac raised from the dead. Why? Faith sees. He wasn't just Abram anymore where he was leaning on his own understanding, but he was now Abraham who didn't lean on his own understanding, but he trusted God with all his heart and he conceived Isaac in an image. And that's why he could say to his servants, me and the lad will return. What a statement of faith, knowing that he's about to sacrifice his only son. And he tells his servants, me and the lad will return. Wow. Man, those are words of faith. Why? Because he received him in an image. And let's go down to verse um, 
I'll close with this. Let's look at verse um, 26. It says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. By faith, he, talking about Moses, forsook Egypt. He left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, I inverted the scripture like this. Because he saw him who was invisible, he didn't fear the king, so he left Egypt. Because he saw him who was invisible, he didn't fear the king, and he, for, he turned his back on Egypt. Because he saw him who was invisible, he forsook his home. He forsook his upbringing. He forsook his education. He, fors- he forsook his own understanding. Because he saw him who is invisible. And when you can see him who is invisible, you can forsake your own understanding. Faith sees. Every person of faith had to see something before they saw something. They had to see something that other people couldn't see. Faith sees. Faith sees. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. And we thank you for what your word produces on the inside of each one of our lives. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that as believers tonight, we have a greater understanding of what it means to trust in you with all our heart and to not lean on our own understanding. Lord, where, where each one of us from time to time where we, we lean on our own understanding, from time to time where we, we are overtaken by the things that are happening around us and, and we're looking at the storm and we're looking at the circumstances and we're looking at the symptoms and we can be so overwhelmed with that. I thank you that, Father, you, call, you give us eyes to see. You give us ears to hear, Father, that we can see your word and your word, will, Father, will put a, an extraordinary eternal image down on the inside of us that the enemy cannot steal the enemy cannot take away but father i thank you that we are people of faith and we will be established upon the word and the word of god will paint a picture on the inside of us and that will cause us to have unshakable faith in a shakable world i thank you father for faith is our victory that overcomes the world. I thank you for placing on the inside of them an image of their victory, an image of their healing, an image of their restoration, an image of their victory, an image of their breakthrough, an image of restoration, image of the promises of God being fulfilled, an image of breakthrough where they can stand strong in the midst of adversity. Thank you, Father, that against hope, they will hope. And they'll not stagger at the promises of God, but they'll give praise and glory to you. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for strength. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you. Give each one of us a hunger for the word. A hunger for the word. Hallelujah. That we will see. We will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. David, David had that understanding. David, David had faith. 
David had faith and faith sees. And David said, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And Father, Annette and I, we join our faith with every person here and listening online, Lord, that, that we stand with them and we declare that they will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. They will see the manifestation of your goodness. They will see the glory of God on their finances, the glory of God on their bodies. They will see signs and wonders and miracles. Hallelujah. We see. Faith sees. Hallelujah. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give them a shout of praise if you received that word tonight. Hallelujah. Joseph.